The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. Happy Monday. My name is Haley. If you're new here, and I am your host. I'm a second-year dental student at the University of Michigan School of Dentistry. And for our little intro this week, I'll just catch you up on what happened last week in dental school and kind of what's coming up. And then we're going to get into our main episode, which is with another guest this week. This week, we are joined with Steve Anderson. He is the author of a new book that just came out, which is Dental Ease, How to Build the Stress-Free and Profitable Dental Practice of Your Dreams. He is in the dental construction industry, dental contractor, if you will. So he has a lot of experience with mistakes that people make when they're trying to outfit their dental practice. And we talk about whether it's better to buy a new space and make it exactly how you want or buy an already dental space and just kind of update it a little bit lots of really good insight in this episode and it's a little bit shorter so you should be able to have enough time to listen to it and everything but as for what went on this past week for me i had one exam today when i'm recording on friday it was quite tough it was in the genitourinary system half of it was super straightforward and the other half took me an hour and a half to complete we had two hours two minutes per question And I finished the first half with like 30 or 40 seconds per question. And then I spent an hour and a half on the rest of the exam. So that can tell you how tough that second portion of it was. But I also had Digital Impressions Lab this past week, which was really fun. We got to use the Omnicam scanners on Typodons. And then we used the PrimeScan scanners that just came out this past December, apparently, on each other's mouths. So that was a really good experience. And it was very fun and we do have more digital impression rotations before we start up in clinic as third years and then in third year you're going to have and fourth year you're going to have requirements to graduate doing a certain amount of digital impression cases um, doing digital impression for crowns and things like that and then upcoming this next week I have two exams I have a midterm for biomaterials and a midterm for neoplasia as well as my last time in person for dental school this semester. I have a radiology rotation on Monday. I finished all my assisting a few weeks ago, so I don't have to go back for that. And we're actually going to be moving out of our apartment this coming Thursday, the week that you're listening to this episode. So that's another big update. It's going to be fun kind of walking to school for the last time from this location because next year we're moving pretty much the opposite end of campus. And it'll be a different experience. I'll see all different things. I'm kind of in more of a grad student area and just closer to different shops and different parks and just basically a 180. Like, I'm never really going to come back over where I live now. So it'll be kind of sentimental having my last walk to school, if you will, even though I still have many more years of dental school. That's kind of the update, though, on what's been happening. And I will get right into the episode with Steve. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Hello, everyone. So we do have another guest here today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. 
Thank you, Haley. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for this time. It's Steve Anderson with Denko Dental Construction. I wrote a book called Dental Ease, and it's uh, about providing the, the essential guide to building a stress-free and profitable dental practice of your dreams. Awesome. So I guess, first off, when did you get into dental construction? Well, um, I officially made the move um, back in uh, 1997. Um, I, before that, I, my first dental office that I did was back in 84. So I'm starting to date myself. But over the years, I've done over a thousand uh, design build dental offices. And you also mentioned to me that you teach at some of the dental schools in Arizona. How does that kind of fit into what you do in your actual work as well as the school? Well, you know, when I decided back in 97, you know, I was driving to work and I, I got so tired of being just a number and just a quote and, and I started thinking about who needs help. And I hate to say it, but dentists came to mind, you know, first uh, firsthand and uh, without a doubt, uh, uh, dentists would have questions. We'd finish a meeting and instantly they go into something else and saying, wow, what about this? What about that? Who do I talk to? What's next? And from that, I created uh, Dental Ease. And um, the first book was Blueprints for Success. And I give that to all the dental students uh, for free when I lecture at the colleges and it's really the entire process of how to do, uh, you know, from conception all the way through uh, to building your office and all the steps in between. And then even talking about uh, how to celebrate your opening and maintenance. And I, and then I have a chapter on case studies also. Got it. So when you go and talk to the schools, you're kind of bringing this information to them in like presentation format. Yeah, and and the whole emphasis as students is helping them, you know, first of all, trying to give them something that they'll remember. So it's it's trying to hit it a little more about the big things that'll cost them money uh, when they first get out, because there's always this tendency to make uh, some choices and they're not all good. And so we try to help them make better choices so they set themselves up for success as they get to do their new office. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about some of those mistakes that you see in a little bit. But first of all, a lot of the listeners of my podcast are dental students. So I guess at what point in their journey is it good for a dental student to kind of start planning and preparing for building their practice? Like, when do you think that it'd be good for them to get get into your book, start making a game plan, talking to someone? Uh, realistically, now is the time. And what I mean by that is, uh, as you grow and as you learn and as you see things, uh, I love the new apps and things. And so, you know, for myself, Ender Notes and the Apple phone, you know, I, I create uh, things I like and don't like. And that's why I had uh, really encouraged students to do is it's not only about what you see and, and the feel of the office, but also uh, protocol and procedures and things like that. And, and I love how you can now just take a quick shot and throw it into the file and, and keep it. You don't have to think about it anymore. But what's neat is when you see things that really work or don't work, and sometimes that even, that's even more important, is take the time to do that. 
So also I was wondering, is it, I guess, more advisable in your opinion to purchase a space that you're going to have a dental practice that isn't already fitted for dental and just bring in everything that you want, design it exactly how you'd like, or is it usually a better investment to buy a dental space and then renovate or upgrade? It's a loaded question. Uh, you know, like in our area, like, uh, so we'll use the Phoenix general area right at this time. Um, the, the opportunities are minimal for finding existing offices that are just vacant. And so it, every area in the country, it's going to be predicated on what's available and what's there. So first is having a broker that really understands dental. That's the number one thing is have them on your side to look and they, they understand what's available and what isn't. And then when you go look at a space, um, it's really about having that professional and, and you might even have a contractor, an architect, or whatever, but have them give you the pros and cons, meaning uh, you might be able to go into an existing office. And I think of one that we did a few years back where they were able to spend $40,000 and get into a brand new space. Well, that's pretty sweet versus three or $400,000 for building an office out. And it is about the return and, and whatnot, but they're not always available. And so uh, the biggest thing is uh, making sure that professional helps you also look at what the needs are. You know, some, sometimes in uh, bigger cities that doesn't have adequate parking or the, the space might not have enough power or all those things. And I talk about that in the book is just helping you make those wise choices. So unfortunately, there's not a pat answer um, in town. Uh, if if uh, all things are equal, number one is if you can go into someone's previously occupied space that's always ideal, but I've also seen some terrible floor plans of some older spaces, you know, and, and uh, people, uh, you know, dentists graduating from school and as they get started and they're looking to take over someone else's practice, sometimes uh, re I relate it to the pig, you know, they're, they're just, <laughs> there's just certain things that the space looks terrible and they need to do something. And so if they could put lipstick on it, meaning putting, uh, dressing it up, painting it, maybe put some uh, new flooring in and, and things just to clean it up and make it look presentable can make a big difference. And the initial return on that is 10%, you know, just that first year by doing that. But you do a brand new office, there's a 34% national average for the first two years of return if you do a new office or a major renovation. And so many people don't think about that. Yeah. So it seems like it could be good either way. It just figuring out your specific opportunities, which is better worth your money. Yeah. And, and uh, every area is so unique. Um, so unique. I mean, uh, the one thing that I would advise students to think about is as they move forward, uh, sometimes you'll walk into a space and just because it has a few walls up and a bathroom or something that where you don't want it, don't let that be the qualifier for not taking the space. Because in this day and age, the national average for doing a tenant improvement right now, which means building out an office for dental, is uh, now around $160 a square foot. 
Well, for that kind of investment, five to ten dollars a square foot is denoted for just demoing and cleaning it up. So it's such a small percentage. Don't take the time to uh, try to build around something to save it and end up with a terrible floor plan. It's more important to have an excellent floor plan because that's really what will help you grow and also produce more. How long is the timeline, I guess, usually if someone's trying to build out a dental office, like from coming to someone, getting a floor plan, looking at all the finishes to then being in office ready to practice? Yeah, uh, great question, because also leases are a big deal. And so when you're talking about that, uh, you basically want to allow yourself at least a year. And what happens is there's typically two, three uh, months of looking for a space. And sometimes you might find it instantly. But if you have a deadline, you know, there's something to consider. Typically, it'll take you one to two, maybe even three months to get the plans developed and through into the city. And then depending on the city and the municipality, we have 23 uh, municipalities in our local area alone, and some could be a week and some could be three months. So um, the average is two months. So you can have four months uh, just from the time you decided on the space until the time you have a permit. And then the construction time is typically about four months, depending on the level of build out and what you, ha- what you have and the accessibility and, and the contract. But some will be a little bit less, but uh, usually it'll be four, maybe five months at the most. I see. And obviously, I feel like the fact that you always have business that you're doing speaks to how much dentistry is always growing and people are always looking to upgrade and redo their offices to some capacity. So I think that speaks to how dentistry is always, always growing. Well, you know, the, the big thing on your side is um, most dentists don't realize how valuable they are. Now here's a twist is, you know, and what I mean by that is you, I, over the years I've had to educate uh, landowners and property owners, uh, landlords, and uh, because they were choosing a spa uh, or a health store, or um, they were going to take a gym over a dentist. And the big value of a dentist is number one is the default rate is less than a half a percent. Well, why is it a big deal? It's, you know, uh, in this world, do you know what the average is in 10 years for most small businesses to fail? No, I don't know what it is. I assume it's a lot higher. Yeah. <laughs> I don't 80%. know. 80. Wow. I was going to say maybe like 50. 80 is very high. Okay. Now, and then also why is it important to pick a good contractor and check him out with what he's doing regularly is in five years, the average uh, um, survival rate is 67% will fail in five years for general contractors. And the other thing that happens is um, dentists don't realize A, that uh, they have a low default rate. B is they make a major investment in the landlord's, someone else's space. And so it's adding to the value of their property. And then the other thing that they typically don't consider is how um, 
they relate to other businesses. So they have, uh, they feed off and, and they're a positive influence and, and they bring the level of the property up. And also the average dentist will stay in this space for 20 plus years. You know, and then when you look at the default rate of 80% in 10 years, you know, I can, I've gone into centers and I've seen the same space turn over in 10 years, three, four, five times. And there you have the dentist that's been there for 25 years, you know? And so from the standpoint of a landlord, it becomes a great investment, but, and so that's where a dentist getting started should not even question signing a five or seven, or maybe even a 10 year lease. But why is that also in their advantage is because then they can get more tenant improvement dollars. And that's something that they don't think about. So mm -hmm. it all, it, there's, there's a lot of value to being who you are. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, so often I see the dentist downplay their value. Yeah, I see. I heard that before too, that not recognizing your negotiating power as a dentist is definitely a mistake people make. Are there yeah. any other really common mistakes that come to mind when you think about people starting up their dental practices? Oh, uh, boy, <laughs> quite a few. Uh, the Probably one of the biggest that can hurt is letting someone else design your office and you don't have any input in it. And what I mean by that is uh, I've, I've always had this feeling and then I'm, over the years I've been able to prove it that when you build the office of your dreams to the level of who you are and what you're about, not over and not under, you excel because you love to come to work. It, it just energizes you. you know, I mean, you don't even give going to work a second thought because it's just second nature and you love everything about it. And then what happens is everybody around you feels that and then your patients feel that. But what's interesting is when I've seen doctors just handed over to a designer and they, they don't even see what they have. And I won't early on when I started this profession, I remember walking into a space and we finished it and we we're doing the walkthrough and the doctor's going, Oh my gosh, what did I do? And it was way over designed and it wasn't him. And so what happens is when you don't build it to the level of who you are, whether it's over-designed or under-designed, then you feel bad. You don't want to go to work. You, you struggle. And then also your patients and your production drop. And so it's, it's, it's a real critical. That's probably the single biggest thing that I see um, that will hurt your uh, efficiency as you move forward. And then for getting your, uh, starting with your new office, probably the biggest thing that I see that will hinder your future is um, graduating, getting the first few checks and go, wow, let's go buy the big house or let's go buy the big car. And uh, they hurt themselves from the standpoint of all of a sudden they take on debt and then they can't qualify for the loan. And so I've had dentists that had to put off their, their deal for two, three years. We just had a recent situation where the doctor's doing extremely well. He had bought an office a couple of years ago. He's just getting ready to do his improvement. And it took him over two months to get qualified because right before 
he went to the lender, he bought a house and put $200,000 that he had in savings on the house rather than if he had left it in his checking account, he would have been in great shape. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, and money is cheap right now, but unfortunately, because he did that, most lenders would think, well, wouldn't that be a great deal? No, the lenders look at it like you just took all of your emergency funds. You took all, you have no extra cash. And dentist is, dentistry is one of those few areas right now, Haley, that you can still get 100% funding. And so what's interesting is that simple fact of not saving and doing that. And then probably the third is uh, one that nobody talks about is school debt. There's a lot of school debt. I think you would agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, it's a big investment. And But unfortunately, um, the good side of that is uh, lenders will give you a loan, even though you might have three, four hundred thousand dollars in school debt. But the problem is, is the loan when you graduate isn't covering the, even the interest on your loan. So take time when you graduate to readjust that or make double payments or whatever. So you're actually at least keeping even. And what I mean by that is uh, it's not uncommon now that I, I've seen students graduate and they've just been making steady payments, which is great. And, and the lenders love that. But unfortunately, you get three, four, five, six years out and you're ending up adding anywhere from thirty to $50,000 a year on extra interest on top of that loan. And all of a sudden you've got a loan that was maybe three fifty is now $500,000. And they start looking at you kind of like, Hmm. And so it's just a, a little thing to think about. Yeah. And that makes actually, a lot of sense. Big thing. A yeah. Big thing, a big thing to think about. Yeah, definitely. So I guess I had one more question, I guess, in regards to saving money, actually, what aspects of the build out do people typically look into saving money on? And then what equipment or other like finishes or supplies are things that you should kind of go for top of the line? Great choice. Great, great, great question. So what happens is um, Pinterest and house and all these sites are great, aren't they? (laughs) Everybody loves, you know, they look and it's a great place to find things you like, but understand their design features. And so often uh, as you get with your contractor and your architect and your equipment person, what is the most important thing? Bottom line is get the flow right. Make sure the office is you because every office, you know, we've over a thousand offices. I have not one office that's alike. They all look different. And why is that? Every dentist is different. It's, it's kind of a revolutionary thought, but when you go to these different programs uh, that are all over the place, they treat you all the same. And that's not really what it's about. It, you're all unique. So what you want to do is, get that design for who you are. And then as you move forward, you know, keep that in mind and, and build from that. Um, so back to the um, top of the line, invest in, especially your first office, good equipment. That's probably the single biggest thing that I see in the industry right now is what's available with our fingers right now. The, you know, we get online, we find, wow, here's a great deal for, you know, some cheap equipment. 
And I've, I've seen uh, too many dentists over, especially the last few years, where I hear that they made that mistake of buying a cheap chair and they're replacing it in two years, literally. And buy the hand pieces, buy the equipment that's going to last. And I would rather people see and do the office where they're investing in good equipment and they leave out the real lavish finishes because you can always add those. You can add the decorative barn wall. You can add the decorative uh, water feature. You can add these other things very easily. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's something I've noticed. Like you said, people are all into the social media, seeing the most beautiful practices, but those focus on like the waiting room and the hallways, you don't really see the actual equipment that people are putting most of their use into. That's what the whole dentistry is about. <laughs> yeah. So as, as you're looking at the office and, and I don't want to minimize, you don't want to cut it back. So it's bare bones so The you know, it's a proven fact that within a few seconds, people walk in and they make a choice. They make a decision do I like this? Is this going to work for me? Or does, what, what is my level of care as I walk into the office? And so what happens is you end up uh, wanting to make sure that you do your office uh, in such a way that the waiting room and the bathroom are very, very nice, nicely done. But you might choose an accent wall rather than that real expensive rock wall or whatever it might be just to help your budget. I'd rather see you put that towards the equipment. And then the other thing is don't get sold on, you know, if you're going to do a four or five op office, don't uh, equip all of them. You know, just do two or three and you can add equipment as you become productive and, and as you grow your practice. Mm -hmm. Those are all really great pieces of advice. Do you have any final like closing thoughts or any final advice you want to share with people listening? Um, be yourself, you know, uh, as you start and just something to really think about is as you start and looking forward is take the time to be okay with who you are. And if you really, truly understand who you are and what you're about and what's important to you, all the other decisions will become quickly and you'll be less apt to get sold on things you don't need. And you'll be less apt to uh, start going down a path that isn't you. And so what happens is the clearer you are about yourself, you can more quickly make decisions that will further your, your future. That is some great advice. I definitely agree. Um, is there a good way for people to get in contact with you if they have any questions? And also, where can they find your books if they're interested? Absolutely. Uh, it's steve at dencodental.com. Um, or you can uh, dream dental uh, practice. Uh, that's the book. Because, uh, or you can just Google dental ease. Mm -hmm. But uh, the website is dreamdentalpractice.net. Awesome. Um, anyway but i really appreciate it thank you so much for having me Haley. yeah thank you for your time